<laughs> but my mom would sometimes, you know, let us do things just to teach us a lesson. Like, I think Easter one morning, instead of putting any sort of limit on candy, she was like, have whatever you want. It's a holiday. Go nuts. And I did. And I felt very sick afterwards. And so we would go to, like, our cousin's house, and they would be like, you just let them eat whatever you want? She's like, yeah, did that last year. She threw up. She doesn't do it anymore. So I let them eat as much as they want to teach them a lesson, and then she knows her limits, and it's fine. But it's not, like, a cool thing. She didn't do it to win me over. She did it as a life lesson to be like, stop eating 90 candy bars in one sitting. (laughs) To catching up david hi Kristen. hello hi hallie hello tonight's episode is episode number 14 the hunger games Woo! hunger games it came out in 2012 it stars jennifer lawrence josh hutcherson liam hemsworth woody harrelson elizabeth banks lenny kravitz stanley tucci 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 and donald sutherland I actually recognize Woody Harrelson. He had different oh. hair and everything, and like facial hair. I'm so proud of you. are growing. You knew it but, was him. But he, I'm so proud of he you. He talked, and I was like, that's Woody Harrelson, that's isn't wow. it? Yeah. Though Jennifer Lawrence dyed her hair, so if I hadn't known that she was in it, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jennifer Lawrence, she won a Saturn Award for Best Actress for her performance, as well as the Broadcast Film Critics Association Award for Best Actress in an Action Movie, and the Empire Award for Best Actress. And Taylor Swift and the Civil Wars won a Grammy for Best Song Written for Visual Media, which I didn't realize was a category, but good for them. Good for them. They were also up for a couple other things I didn't write down, but that's the one they won, a Grammy. In case you haven't seen it, The Hunger Games follows Katniss Everdeen from the impoverished coal mining district, District 12. Each year, two teenagers, a boy and a girl, are selected from each district to compete in the televised survival combat event known as The Hunger Games where they fight to the death as punishment for past rebellions against the capital. After her sister Primrose is chosen, Katniss offers herself up as tribute and takes her place in the games. She quickly distinguishes herself from the other competitors, causing the volunteer tributes from the rich, from the rich districts to band against her. Also, Pita, the Pita, right? Yeah, like, like the bread. Yeah, yeah you did yeah. I thought I thought it was Peter while I was watching the movie. Pita. But, but it's Pita. Pita, the male tribute from District 12, I guess is in love with her. A raging forest fire, a swarm of toxic wasps, and a whole lot of future fashion. The Hunger Games. Um, Seeing it for the first time, I did know the general plot of this one, like the dystopian, televised, child gladiator fights, but I guess I was still sort of surprised by how brutal it was. Yeah. Like, I was expecting more swashbuckling, I think. But there's, <laughs> but there's not really a... This is not thematically pirates. Yeah. There's never really a sword fight in the whole movie. Like, the first battle is just full half of the competitors are dead in, like, this disturbing bloodbath. Yeah. Where, like, the kids from the rich districts who've trained their whole lives for this thing just sort of massacre a bunch of the other ones who don't stand a chance. And they just 
chop them up. There's blood flying everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I always wonder, though, like, what what is... Because obviously in District 12, they don't volunteer that often. But in other districts where you do, you train the whole time, and then you're like, I'm going to be in the Hunger Games, and I'm going to be the victor. What do you do when, like, a bunch of people volunteer? Is it just, like, whoever says it last? Like... Maybe, I, maybe they have to fight for it. So like a pre-Hunger Games Hunger Games? I could see that. I got the impression it was like, if you volunteer, we're going to put your name in the separate volunteer bowl. <laughs> and then there too. are like 20 names in there, so you have a higher chance of getting picked if you have volunteered. And they're only picking from the people who willfully want to go into the Hunger Games. But no one wants to do that in the sensible districts. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. The big bowl it is. Big bowl, which big is bowl. not does not have no. enough names, considering like That's not fair. to say that more children need to be eligible <laughs> for death, but in the sense that like she asked um, Gail how many times his name was in, he said what like forty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looked like that was at least one third of those entries, and like yeah. there are multiple there's other so boys. Many, there's so many boys. Yeah. So yeah. like, they needed to have a giant bowl. Yeah, we're smaller envelopes. Yeah, the envelopes were really big. I was surprised. I liked the whole show of it though. Like when she like opened it, I was like, "Wow, that would be really satisfying." It's that. (laughs) Those look like a very satisfying envelope. Yes, I'll give you that one. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a showy movie like Pirates, where like the violence was just a vehicle for their quippy dialogue and like fun action sequences where no one really gets hurt. It's just like. Kids are getting ch- chopped up or their heads smashed in by a brick and, like, just left and right. There's no yeah. real no real glamour to it at all. No? Which I guess I preferred thematically. Like, a good sword fight makes for a fun time to watch. But this movie is about, like, the real life and death stakes for everybody. And while the television hosts are trying to, like, dress it up and make it exciting for the audience, we can see the actual brutality of what they're going through. And so, like, making it look attractive would detract from the cruelty of it, even though, you know, like a good swashbuckle. Making it look attractive might veer a little bit too far into the, you are also watching Children in the Gladiator right. Pit. Yeah. Which, which makes me a little bit uncomfortable that I'm like, yes, get that brick. Well, people... Fight for me. <laughs> Fight for my amusement. People did... They made a lot of comparisons with, like, the final movies that were coming out by how in the books President Snow tries to like upplay the romance, real or not real, between Peta and Katniss as a way to like detract from any sort of like riots and rebellion that may have been sparked by this. Mm-hmm. Um, and people pointed out that even the advertising for the movie in like our real world was like, love triangle, who's Katniss gonna choose instead of like they're going to take down the capital or something like that. And people yeah. are like, wow, we are the capital. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. We are the capital. We are. We can talk uh, about that later. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I was really impressed by Jennifer Lawrence's performance, especially like in all of her scenes with Rue. Like the emotion of the horrible circumstance that the kids are in really came through for me. I think, I mean, she's just like a really good actress in general. I've, I haven't seen a lot of movies that she's in, but I've always I was going to say, what have you seen with Jennifer Lawrence? You have to name everything that you've seen her in right now. Go. I saw Mother. Okay. Oh, yeah. I saw... Shoot, what else did I see? There's at least one other thing. Passengers. No. 
which could have been a really good movie if it had just rearranged it. <laughs> oh, that Silver Linings playbook. No. I was going to say The Wolf of Wall Street, but she's not in that. <laughs> was, so. I'm trying to think of other movies that she's in. She's in that Joy movie? No. Um. Oh, I saw some of Winter's Bone. Oh, okay. Is, yeah, she was I in think that. that she is in. Yeah. Yeah. Solved it. World's Greatest Detective. Yeah. I did it. No. The movie also reminded me a lot of a Japanese film I liked in college called Battle Royale. I've seen Battle Royale because yeah. um, an ex of mine was like, Hunger Games is just a ripoff of Battle Royale, which like, sure, they have the same like shtick, uh-huh. but the worlds are different enough that I was like, you just want to feel important because you know about this movie. So <laughs> I watched Battle Royale and I like enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, yeah. In case you haven't seen it. It's a bunch of high schools dropped on a remote island and have to fight to the death as the cruel government's way of dealing with its juvenile delinquents. That's the plot of this movie. (laughs) This movie being Battle Royale. It's been a long time since I saw it, but I remember it being sort of like more of a social satire of being in high school. And like the different, there were the different cliques and like young love sort of gets played out with the kids shooting each other. Yeah, it's like, not that Battle Royale doesn't take itself seriously, but the context of it is so much different than the Hunger Games, yeah. which is why I think they're very different, because the Hunger Games sets up this whole dystopian world and government and history and context for it that Battle Royale doesn't have. It's mostly, here is a whole class of students who all have unique relationships to each other. What happens if we put them on an island and force them to fight? Right. Yeah, like Hunger Games is is a lot more class warfare than it is like interpersonal teenager conflict. But I mean, yeah, the idea of the government sending kids to some remote locale to kill each other is pretty similar. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like intentional Lord of the Flies. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, whereas like the boys developing society of their own and killing each other in the process, it's just like the murders at the forefront. That's the whole point of it rather than the unintended consequence. It also felt a little bit like the lottery too, like mm-hmm. drawing names out of a bowl. Still have not read that. It's it's a good one. It's I've checked one. it out like four times. It's really good. As recently as a month ago to yeah. it. It's a short story. I know. I, just, I I'm always like I'm gonna read it this time, and I don't. Do I have a copy? It's a good story. You can borrow my copy. Ooh, it's, yeah. it's on my shelf right over there. I will grab it later. Yeah. What did I want to talk about? Why? So. This isn't a question because, like, I hated it or whatever, but why was Hunger Games so popular? <laughs> but, I, I mean, I'm not asking that, like, in a negative way. I actually really did like it a lot more than I expected to. I'm just curious as, like, why this took off and some other things didn't. It's just sort of like clothing or whatever, how they have just different trends going through at a time. We had just come out of vampires as a trend, mm-hmm. and I think this was... A way to be like, yeah, it's not fantasy, it's science fiction that's so much cooler. Except it's not science fiction, it's still sort of like fantasy-ish. Yeah. I don't know, I think it felt like like a cooler, air quote, version. And I think it just had its heyday and everyone yeah. got really interested in the idea of these really dystopian, outlandish worlds. And I think it was just one of the ones that happened to take off among all the others. I think especially because the Twilight fervor had preceded it, it was able to market itself as more mature than Twilight because it had the dystopian thing, the social commentary for it, going for it. And Mm -hmm. Twilight was famous almost because people were like, this isn't a good series and they didn't like Bella. So I think Katniss being 
a female protagonist who did everything herself and was mm-hmm. clearly the most competent person in the series yeah. was what the community needed after Bella. Mm-hmm. And I have changed my opinion on Bella after many years. I used to be in the she kind of sucks camp. But I have... She's not great, but she's not bad. I, yeah, I'm sure... Like, I was Bella's like, that's fine. not... But yeah, people had She's a, fine. People really enjoyed hating Bella. Yeah. Okay. And I think they were like, look at Katniss, who is girl power and does everything herself and is so much stronger and a better person. And it's like, yeah, you can... That doesn't make her, like, better per se. It's just different. But it's kind of like when people prefer Arya Stark over Sansa Stark because, like, Arya just has more masculine traits where she, like, picks up Mm -hmm. a sword and likes to fight and does all these things that are traditionally seen as masculine. So it's like, that's great. Of course, women should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But also, that doesn't mean the feminine traits are bad. So just one cool thing your jets. that I liked about Katniss, but was also frustrating, was that she wasn't always likable. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times you had fallen into the, or at least I had fallen into the habit of reading books where the main girl, main character, but usually girl, I think was supposed to be like likable. And I just found her boring, which is not to say that you are automatically boring if you're a likable person or that all characters are like this but I think I just happened to be reading a lot of books that were like that at the time and Katniss frustrated me a lot like there'd be a lot of times when I'm like no no that was rude don't do that but I liked that she wasn't perfectly likable yeah that was nice and that again I don't actually think these are masculine traits but like competency and being brash and not caring about other people like you yeah are often fall into society's perception of masculine sure. traits, so it was nice yes. to see that. And I like enjoy reading Katniss doing things. I think sometimes she suffers from protagonist obliviousness, like yes. when Peta joins the enemy team. Like, come on, Katniss. Peta's freaking golden like, child. You can't, he would you, never. Can't, <laughs> you can't be thinking he has actually betrayed you. Yeah. I think she thinks that in the book, but I'm not sure. She seemed to believe it for at least a little bit in the movie. Yeah. I think in the book, she yeah. goes through a bit of time yeah. where she thinks that's true. But I it's just think like that's more just thing, her not having the greatest social skills. Like when she says, like, people don't always get along with me. I'm not always yeah. great at making friends. I think it falls more under that category. Although then she says that, and of course, like, Caesar Flickerman loves her. She right? instantly befriends Rue and right? Cinna. And I'm like, she yeah, okay, you're not likable. Like, yeah. She's less likable in the book. Okay. But... Yeah. yeah. They did the Bella thing where she's like, I'm just a nobody girl from nowhere. And then like four boys have a crush on I know. her. <laughs> I did enjoy that side of her character, though, that she would, she is the sort of person who would get mad that no one was paying attention to her and like fire an, an arrow at the apple in the pig's mouth. Like yeah, in that cool. scene. Like that she has that and she is kind of brash, but she's also really caring. Like with mm-hmm. with Prim, she has kind of a parental role with mm-hmm. her sister and like, cause her mother seems so absent and kind of broken after mm-hmm. their father's death that she's just unable to look after her or care for her in the same way that Katniss does. And Katniss has the same sort of relationship with Rue, which I really liked seeing, though I liked Rue as a character just in general. Rue was great. Yeah, Rue was great. I loved when she took the knife. Yeah. Just like starting a fight. <laughs> Enjoying it from up above yeah. in the rafters. Yeah. 
Um, she could have easily just like dropped that on someone and killed. Would've been hilarious. Would've been amazing. I wonder how many points she would have gotten in the evaluation <laughs> for that. She's already right. killed one of the contestants. <laughs> Twelve. Like, I think at that point you get style points because there's no necessary like style to it. I think people are like trying to do like the coolest sword fight, and she would just be like, "Drop the knife, <laughs> let gravity do its thing." Boink. Yeah. Yeah, is the sound that would make. Boink. Yeah, but I like that she did have sort of a multi-dimensional personality mm-hmm. and she wasn't just like this isn't a great comparison but like house like house the doctor from mm-hmm. television yeah. who's just like a curmudgeon the whole time yeah. and like he's just a jerk to everybody and there's not and at first you think it's entertaining and then you're like no wow you really are just a yeah. jerk and it is like i mean there's enough entertainment value to it mm-hmm. that like you keep watching it but yeah. he's just he's just kind of a jerk through and through whereas you know the times that Katniss does come across as like maybe rude or socially inept or whatever you want to call it are balanced out by like how good she is at least with like little children yeah. and like I don't know I found that I, I, I don't know I found myself really connecting with that side of her or that that dual sides of her yeah and I think Rue could easily have been a doe-eyed small child who was afraid of everything and who clearly needed to be protected mm-hmm. And she isn't that. She's adorable. And of course, when you see her, you're like, I want to protect you, small child. She's also like the youngest contestant there, I think. Yeah. So by and default. Then she is like Prim's age. So yeah. first, first yeah, age you're available to be picking. Parallels. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she steals the knife and she clearly has survival skills. Um, she had scouted out the enemy camp and she gets captured by the net. But that doesn't yeah. feel like, even though it is explicitly... I think in the book, at least, they do that to lure Katniss in because mm-hmm. they know they're together at that time. Even though it is explicitly a kidnapping for a protagonist situation, it doesn't yeah. feel like it ruins Rue's agency or no. capability. Or and she's very like smart. That. Like when she did the the different leaves. Yeah, um, yeah, she, yeah she, she displays competence enough yeah. that I'm just like, she's great. Yeah, Bad she luck. She recognized Rue. the the tracker jackers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She does have like a really sort of mischievous side that was appealing both like with the knife thing and then like i don't know when katniss is like let's go blow up all their supplies she's got this really like she's like yeah this let's smile do it. this smile on her face it's like yeah that's that's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> this yeah. is a good plan i love yeah. her yeah so i don't i guess speaking of rue and their sort of alliance Kristen, this is for you I don't know much about survival, like survivor-style <laughs> reality TV shows. I love Survivor. But I was kind of surprised by the alliances that form, because like you do have to kill everybody at some point. So it didn't really... And like you do have to be the one that wins Survivor. Yeah. And I know that like people will team up and stuff on that, but I just wasn't sure like why you would trust your life or your chance to win with others who are going to betray and murder you as soon as you can well on survivor it's well one it's always funny because just in the episode i watched last week they were like so because they got to the merge so now there are like 13 of them all at one camp they've been two tribes now they're one and they were like so it's us seven and you two trying to get these people in and i'm like there's only one winner and there's only going to be two or three people going to the final. Why would anyone be like, yeah, this idea of a nine-person alliance sounds great. <laughs> like, one of you is clearly at the bottom. So it makes sense when it's, like, smaller numbers. And those were all the the higher districts. You can see the people from the same district, like, yeah. bonding mm-hmm. together. And then I guess it's a group of four and PETA. 
But I don't know. I think especially with Katniss and Rue, I don't know about the crazy psycho district people, but they both are clearly just trying to survive. Or like when she bumps into Foxface, whose name we never learn. But um, when they bump into each other on like that very first day, again, that's another opportunity that one of them could have been like, kill time. But they both are just trying to make it through. And so I think it's not necessarily... It's figuring out who you can trust to get farther again this is from a survivor point of view not an actual children in an arena to the death they're probably pretty close it's who can get you the farthest because you know that with a group of four if you're all fighting off everyone else then you probably are going to win until it gets down to just those four and then you have to cannibalize each other hopefully not literally and you always have in the back of your mind, though, do I think I can beat this person? Like, oftentimes on Survivor, they make alliances with people, and they're like, no, you and me, to the end, we want good competitors to be the final two in this. Almost everyone always chooses someone who's more of a scapegoat to come with them. Not like a scapegoat, but like, they just kind of rode the coattails throughout the whole game Mm -hmm. because they want to win. And so it's... It's about, it's still a very selfish thing. You're not okay. joining up with other people because you're helping them. It's because you're helping yourself. Okay. That makes sense. At least in Survivor world. But I think, yeah, in the case of Katniss and Rue and probably the lower districts who, again, have not trained their whole lives for this, it's just a genuine, like, here's one person who seems nice. This sucks. This is a garbage situation. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I made a friend. I hope we can look out for each other until yeah. one of them dies. Yeah. I, I saw Katniss and Foxface. Is that, is that her mm-hmm. name? Okay. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually give it her a name. But when they run into each other, it seemed more like they were both terrifying. <laughs> and, like, Katniss does... I don't know that she becomes comfortable with killing other people, but she does it. I think... But I think especially at the beginning, she's, like, not at that point yet, and neither is... Well, I think they try to set it up as, like, she's a very brash person. She's very good with, like, a bow and arrow. She had no qualms about shooting the arrow up where all the capital people were. But again, she still does have that very caring side to her. Mm -hmm. So when she shot the arrow at the guy who threw the spear at Rue, that didn't seem to be, like, an immediate, I want to kill this person. That was just a, like... They are clearly coming for me and Rue. I have to stop them. And I think they mentioned in the book how, like... Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. How that was, like... She didn't realize until after it was said and done that she had just killed a person. So she hadn't, like, done it with the intent to kill. It was more just a survival thing. And then the Tracker Jackers, again, that wasn't really even, like, trying to kill kill. That was just... Just She's stuck up in a tree. She wants to flush them out. Yeah. Um, It seems like... All the people, pretty much. Like, she didn't... Her and Rue didn't try to blow up the... God, are, what are the, the kids who are from the high districts? The careers. The, yes, the careers. Yep. They didn't try to, like, kill them. They just wanted to get rid of their supplies. Right. And so... They didn't I don't think she becomes yeah. comfortable with killing. I think she avoids it when she can. Mm-hmm. Does it if it's an immediate survival thing. And then in the case of Cato, that was just a sympathy thing because... No one should have to be ripped to shreds and have that be a long, slow way to go. Right. Yeah, maybe comfortable isn't the right word for it, but it's something that... I think accepts her circumstances a little bit more. Yeah. Not quite that, but... Yeah, I think 
I think I saw like when she was sobbing after Rue died. Like it felt partially because of Rue, like mostly because of Rue, but also like she had just killed this person, and that was sort of sinking in for her that like she had done this this thing, and it's not like shooting a deer, like she mentioned like earlier in the in the movie. It's a very different thing to shoot a person and that that was all all those things were sort of colliding all at once oh so speaking of survivor is this sort of the logical conclusion of reality tv rather than watching people survive on an island or like eat bugs or play silly games or whatever like you watch them compete with their actual lives survivor is fun because it's a social game like i think i don't know how many people care about survivor or still even keep up but didn't i tell you that it was like a social game and you yeah. were sort of like interesting not mm-hmm. that you didn't expect it but you well, i didn't expect it to be the hunger games no but like <laughs> because obviously you do compete in like these challenges to win rewards and immunity etc but the real fun part of it is when they do get to the merge because every person you vote out gets put on the jury who then votes to give a person a million dollars so you it, it becomes a really fun time just watching people calculate all of their moves because you're like you got to get this person out but you have to do it in such a way that they don't hate you and they'll be willing to give you one million dollars what will this cost me is what they think every yeah. single time yeah there's a season when boston rob won he played a perfect game, universally <laughs> loved by everyone. I think he got all the votes. I think everyone voted to give him a million dollars, and he was the one who like single-handedly spearheaded each vote to get a person out. He did a very good job. You don't have to include this. Just like, you guys should watch it, if you do watch. So, I think, yeah, it's not even the physical aspect of watching people fight, it's the psychologic psychological okay. <laughs> work yeah i just there were a lot of like survivor of course but there were a lot of other comparisons too like mma fighting is like sort of having a moment again or like i don't know i don't i don't watch it but like it, it seems like there's enough things there, there was that old show american gladiator did you ever watch that where like contestants do like foam padded combat with these big burly people whose job it is to like knock them into a ball pit or whatever. <laughs> like that was a fun time. American but, like, Ninja Warrior. American not quite Ninja the same Warrior. Thing. Not really the same thing. Because but, like, they're just trying to beat a clock and obstacle beat, courses. Yeah, they're not like fighting each other. No. But I don't know. Do you think the American public would watch a reality TV show that involved fights to the death? Yes. Yes, you think so? Yes. My family has mentioned before how, like, you know, back in the ye olden days when they had, like, the gladiator fights or whatever, or just, like, the Coliseum, everyone would go there and just watch them, like, fight a lion or watch a lion, like, kill people. We're like, yeah, people would do that. I for sure believe it. Not everyone, because I think hopefully there would be enough people who would be like, this is not good, this is not okay. But I think people would do it. That's why I've never seen it, but I thought the idea of the movie The Purge was so interesting. Okay. Because I for sure believe that (laughs) everyone, not everyone, again, there would be good, sane people who are like, no, I'm not going to murder someone just because it's illegal for 12 hours. But there would be people who would be like, I can do whatever I want. I don't even have an issue with this person. I'm going to kill them just because I can. I think... That if this were to happen, there would absolutely be people who are like, but it's such a fun show. 
teaches survival skills, and it's like, no, children die. Yeah. But that's a pessimistic outlook. Howie looks skeptical. I think back in them old gladiator days that people were more hard-pressed for entertainment. So that's probably <laughs> well, why yeah. that happened. Well, yeah, that's true. But, like, I think even now, if someone made this into a Netflix show, like, not people necessarily getting up and going to the Coliseum, but if it was, like, a Netflix show that it happened to be in real time, I think a lot of people would get into it. Dog and Rampa, they all audition to be on the thing, to compete in it, and at the very end, you're, spoilers if you play this game. You're going to say, you're going to have to tag this with Danganronpa 3 spoilers. Yes. <laughs> um, they all wanted in on it. And at the they end, did. it was a very interesting social commentary from what you told me. It's not that I don't think people would watch a game of this nature, especially if all the contestants were competing of their own consent. And we're like, yeah, this sounds like a fun time. That makes a big difference. It makes a, consent makes a huge difference, I That's think. That's true. As it always should. As it always should. So I think, I think there's a market for it, but not, if, not in the context of the Hunger Games. It, it would have to be... I, like, like in that not context, quite that exact. It's hard for me to buy into the Hunger Games sometimes because I'm like, they are literally picking random children as sacrifices. And I get that you can get brainwashed by a society, especially if you're in a higher district where you're rich and privileged. Mm-hmm. I can see how the brainwashing could happen. And I like President Snow because I think he's an effective dictator in that he acknowledges, like, they need a little bit of hope but it's more powerful than fear. And he's like, we need to extinguish Katniss because this spark could be bad for me. Yes. Like, I, I think I think he handles the, the evil dictator power struggle very effectively. So a very I, good evil dictator. He's a very good evil dictator. We don't get a lot of, he's not over the top. We don't get a lot of him in the movie. No. Watch but more movies. The way that it should be. I really like how calm he is. How like he oh, just I seems like a normal guy who I probably wouldn't get along with at parties, but who I wouldn't really dislike. I'm a big fan of villains who are just like calm in yeah. a way that is deeply unsettling. Like he's talking about like, oh yes, this is a very important thing, but there will be an uprising because if you give them too much hope, they're going to run with it. But he says it in such a calm way while simultaneously threatening Seneca that I'm like, wow, power. So I know he says, like, do you know why we have a winner? It's because of this. So I get that's this world's attempt to, like, cushion it into a reasonable thing to buy into. But I still am like, this is just a sacrifice. And it's very obvious to all the characters that the author wants us to like. Mm -hmm. And then to none of the characters who we aren't supposed to like. With maybe the exception of Effie, who is, like, likable. Yeah. But brainwashed. And I think she comes around at the end. Probably, Takes her a while. By the third book. But it, it kind of just feels like everybody we're supposed to root for is like, yeah, this straight up sucks. And it's like, why aren't more people like this? Have you seen the movie Nerve? No. No. It's not a super great movie. It has Emma Roberts and Dave Franco. And in that movie, people have like this app. And it's sort of like a yearly like game that people play. And you log in. I don't really know, I guess. But you, like, enter as, like, a contestant or a player or whatever. And people give you dares. And if you complete them, you get money. And at first, it's like, go talk to that girl in the bar. 
fifty dollars and it just keeps escalating more and more and people will get like dropped out of it and whatnot and it is an illegal game because someone had to like hang five seconds from some i don't know a thing very high up in a city like a construction thingy and they fell and they died and so they're trying to shut down nerve because it's not good and the whole thing is if you snitch they will steal all of this information about you. So at first, the girl's mom had been like, how are you getting so much money? And then suddenly she got a notification that all of their money was gone. So these people ruin your lives. But at the end, when it gets down to like fewer and fewer people, one of the things is like, shoot this person. And then people vote. Just like, yes, should you do it? No, should you not? And a lot of people voted yes. And that turns out to be sort of a thing that like, if you voted yes... They, like, revealed their identity. I don't know. It was this weird thing. But I think a lot of people do the thing where they're like, this is not my life. These are other people doing things. It's fine. And even though they sort of, like, consented to playing the game Nerve, no one is really, like, looking to get shot. I think things just escalate and people are removed from it. And that's how it could happen. And people would watch but it and enjoy it. This started as a blatant punishment, though, that's stated within the first 30 seconds that's of true. the movie. Right. And I, and I know that the, the Seneca was mm-hmm. like, I think it has really evolved into a celebration of our heritage or whatever. Oh, yes. I just don't really see how that evolution well, could have happened. I can see it in the capital. Yeah. And, like, the first couple districts. Because, again, people are like, oh, you want to be the best. You want to be the victor. You want to do all this. But I think, you know, the communities that are really struggling are like, no, this isn't good. (laughs) I feel like even within the capital, though, there are like 20 YA novels happening about people being like, but I have to kill my friends later because you bond with people at the academy that you're sent to. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it's just rife breeding ground for questioning and dissent. And is this really the best way? to go about it. Like, I think that President Snow does an effective job of being a dictator, and I think a more effective job of being a dictator is modifying the Hunger Games so they're not just a blatant Well, they have a little propaganda thing that they played before the reaping that still isn't good. Again, we as the audience can see right through it. And everyone in District 12 is just so unimpressed by it. I think think so much of the world, like the good parts of the world that we're rooting for because they're the underdogs, they're just so like, fuck this noise. Mm-hmm. that I can't get into any part of the world that buys into it, especially such a small portion of it. The other districts... Yeah, the first couple districts, like, through District 4, I think. One, I thought two, it was just the first four. two. The first two are, like, highly competitive. I think they mention in the books that, like, for whatever reason, District 3, like, sucks. But then dis- <laughs> District 4, I don't think they're as into it. But they still see it as like, wow, you won the Hunger Games, good job, instead of like, you had to go through this really traumatic event and that sucks. But then there are eight more districts. And I know that they're poor and don't have resources to necessarily run a rebellion, but they also control all the resources. If you get all your coal from District 12, you're they fucked also, over if they're unhappy. They also, and again, this doesn't quite reach the farther districts, but like, they make a celebrity out of them, like Finnick, mm-hmm. who we meet in the second one, he's my favorite, uh, won one of the Hunger Games, and he's like the Capitals playboy, and so they just make a big celebrity out of him, and then all these things that he gets to do, and like the wealth and the fame and all these things, because you also win a lot of money, and you get to like move into a nicer home if mm-hmm. you win. I don't know. I think they, they 
it obviously doesn't reach everyone. And again, they control the resources. You'd like to think that they could just be like, no coal for you. But the capital has so much more I resources. I mean, I know it's not, it's not as easy as being like, you should rebel. Okay. <laughs> like, I know that... Sounds like that's the, what you're saying. The reality is far different and you can't always do the fun, rebellious, right thing. But I don't know. The world is never quite... The capital, what I'm me. saying is, like, they, they skew it enough that enough people root for them. Not root for them, but they're, like, on board with it. So it's not that everyone does, but it's easy if there are 13 districts and a capital. If 13 districts are displeased, they can really shut that down. But if you get the capital and then four other districts that also I don't even know what their primary things are four but is also fishing. I know four is fishing I don't know like one two and three though I also don't know like district 12 is apparently one town <laughs> yeah are like, you telling that? me a whole district is one town like no I need I need I need a bigger map I'm not um, good at world building so it was very <laughs> hypocritical for me to be like your world isn't fleshed out enough Suzanne but well I wonder if it's <laughs> also just like supposed to be much. like the US and it's just the I 12 know, different worlds like, are like, this is Cincinnati, that's Dallas, here's Portland. I've seen a map that has like all the colors of like where the districts would be yeah, located. Yeah, because I'm always what, like, which one am I? Be. Yeah, it's like fun. But I, it just feels like they still are. stretch at least one state, usually. Mm-hmm. So, I just, do they do separate reapings? I don't know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. If you, It doesn't matter. I'm looking far too into <laughs> it. It's just things that I think about when I'm watching it. So... In conclusion, I don't think if we had a fight to the death scenario. I think general fighting, yes, absolutely. There's a there's there's a market for that. But general fighting implies people get better after they lose the fight, and the worst that happens is like you're not unconscious. Maybe you break a limb, and you can't use it ever again because fighting sometimes has those consequences. But to the death, I think, would be a little bit different. But I also didn't think we'd ever reach the point in America we're at today. So I perhaps have a little bit too much faith in America, specifically. I used to have faith in America. <laughs> and then we got screwed over. Yeah. I think Americans as a whole, I think we're a little bit too squeamish for fights to the death. Like, other places in their media like they'll have on the front page of their newspaper like here's an actual bloody photo of like somebody that yeah. got shot and like you know while they're covering news of i don't know a shooting <laughs> i was gonna come up with an actual example but i couldn't think of one and like we don't even do that in we don't do that here i think there's something about real dead bodies that we either but I think have respect for them in a weird way, or like don't want to actual actually see the I think, bloody aftermath. I think of that's it. what makes us more like the capital, is because we are showing like not that we're saying any of these things are good, but because you don't show it as often and you try to be more like, oh, that's horrible. You don't want to like put that out in the front page for people to see. People become more blind to it and they're more likely to turn a blind eye because they're just like, I don't want to see that. Whereas I think if you were to make it a larger issue, people are forced to confront it. And I think the fact that we sweep it under the rug makes it that much more easy for us to be like, it's not good, but this is just a game. So it's fine, we can watch. Because you don't really see it. It's swept under the rug. 
I have a very pessimistic outlook, apparently. <laughs> I think America, in particular, has all of the bravado and none of the guts. We're mostly big talk, because the Hunger Games feels to me like if we had a fighting game where people died, that would be us looking at consequences, and we don't like consequences to what we do. Not if you frame it as like, look, someone won. And yeah, look, but then it's still their just one Playboy. person, and it takes so many days for the competition to be over because it's a survival thing. Unless you're the poison. Unless one. you're the poison one. <laughs> I'm morbidly interested in the poison one, and I'm mad about it because I'm proving one. my own point. Yeah, <laughs> but people have a lot of morbid curiosity, I know, and it's like. It's not Again, good, I but people have it. General fighting games are... are the no. consequences are you're knocked out and then you come back. Yeah, and people don't care about that. But they like, want a real consequence. They want, like, a real show. Give them a good game. I, I, again, I think maybe if it was, like, a consensual thing, people would watch it, but I also think people would be like, this is the worst. But we also have people who are like, video games are causing more violence in today's culture. And it's like, we used to burn people for witchcraft. I think <laughs> humans just before suck. Video games. <laughs> also, I did find the list of the districts if we want to know what they look. are. Oh. No. District 1 is luxury. 2 is masonry slash... Luxury. <laughs> luxury. Uh, 2 is masonry slash military. 3 is technology. 4 is fishing. 5 is power. So if District 5 rebelled, they could really screw things up. Uh, 6 is transportation. 7 is lumber. 8 is textiles. 9 is grain. 10 is livestock. 11 is agriculture. 12 is mining. And 13, when you get to the second and third and fourth movies, you learn more about it. They're nuclear weapons. Okay. That's, uh... According to this map, we would be in District 11. What was District 11 again? Agriculture. So we're one of the four ones. According to this map, we're in District 5. That's the thing. You can look at all these different things, and they're like, your District 2. Another one's like, your District 13. And And I don't necessarily think in the book it should say, like, District 11, where Illinois used to be. Right? That would be weird. That kills it. That kills it. A couple of these it's things. Say, I enjoyed Hunger. I read Hunger Games and I liked it fine. Yeah, I liked the fun, movies fine. It was a fun time. Big fan of the second movie. You should watch it. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> so many times. I just like that you because I feel like in the first one, you know, you're introduced to the games and you're introduced to like, wow, the capital sucks, and I think, but it still is like a taste of it, sort of. Not like a taste of it, but. You don't realize how messed up it is. And then you get to the second one and you're like, oh no, so it's even worse than what we suspected, which was already bad. Yes. Yes. I wanted to talk a little bit about the sponsors. I I was a little bit unclear about how it worked in the movie. Just like Katniss every once in a while got a little parachute-y like Mm -hmm. deus ex machina thing (laughs) that would like float in and like make her life better. But they always seem to be from Haymitch. Hamish was the one going to the sponsors saying, hey, look at this girl Katniss. We think she's real likely to win. Isn't she fun? Isn't she like a great person? And they would be like, yeah, you know what? We will put our money into this so we can afford to get this fancy schmancy medicine for PETA's leg. And then you put a lot of money in it and it helps your contestant, your victor. And I think they explain it. They go more in depth in it in the book. But I think if that contestant wins, you either get like, you get... I don't want to say the rights to that person because I don't think they get to necessarily own the person, at least uh-huh. not 
the way that's phrased, but they, they get they get like something. a brand, like how people do brand, like Miranda Cosgrove yeah. is doing the Neutrogena grapefruit wash for a while. They yeah. do they do they align themselves with a brand and if you sponsored them Rusty you basically get <laughs> and if you sponsor them, you basically get like legal first dibs on okay. that person. So you want to invest. And I think maybe when she gets the stuff, it's like branded, isn't it? In it the probably book? is. Okay. So when you have your victory capital Playboy, you can have Finnick going around being like, I use this. They helped me in the Hunger Games and and in the real world. I'm sure Caesar is like, Katniss just got a gift from Bumblebee brand ointment from Bumblebee, the company that makes ointments. (laughs) Bumblebee. Get your local Bumblebee today. (laughs) Ointment. That's in the end. Ointment. That makes, that makes a lot more sense. I was a little bit confused because, like, the times that you see Haymitch with the sponsors, you never actually hear them talking. It just kind of like, shake some hands, and like, I wasn't exactly sure how, like, why they would want to sponsor anybody or like what. Yeah. Like, it's it's described as like you need the sponsors because people will like you and then you'll stay alive but I didn't make the connection between like how that actually worked in the movie and I figured like any most everybody that saw the movie probably also read the books so this was not a problem mm-hmm. but I've also not read the books so Caesar I really liked Caesar I love yeah. Caesar I complained about him but I really like yeah. him I mean yeah, he's, he's kind of along. he's kind of awful in the way that everybody yeah. involved in like yeah. the production of the Hunger Games is good. awful less awful is the thing but he's a really good host and he I is. like I like the actor a lot Stanley Tucci love him Tucci Tucci he's yeah. an easy A okay that's yeah. on our list it is on, it our, is on list. our list yeah he does a really good job which again is aggravating because you buy into it because he does a really good job of being a host and being like charming and I'm like wow yeah Yeah. I would like to watch your show you're a good guy knowingly interviewing these children before they are sent to their death yeah he does a good job of like lifting everybody up and being like you'll make it except for PETA who's like that's that's (laughs) rough rough, buddy (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna work out well for you. I still remember being floored by that line when I was reading the book. I don't. I don't know what I. I expected. I should have because it. It's pretty formulaic, which doesn't make yeah. it bad. It just was like, oh no, of course this is what needs to happen. But like, she came here with me. I was like, oh no, <laughs> Peta. I was like one of the people in the audience, and I was like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Oh, what's up? What's up with the rule changes? I was really upset when they're like for funsies, give them a good game. But like, is this a thing that just happens in the Hunger Games no. where you can just nope. change the rules and then change the rules back and like? No, you gotta you gotta stick you gotta stick with it. Were you upset when they changed the rule back from the two victors? I was upset both or, times. Okay, I was upset when they're like I was like. I guess I was less upset the first time. I was like, okay, sure. Like, you've got to give them something to root for. Yeah, like, this is a new angle that they presumably haven't seen in the Hunger Games that they want to, like, stoke. And that would make sense. They would consider, we're going to change it to ride this wave of young romance. But the second time they change it is just so blatantly, all right, no, we got what we want. We're going to do the dictator thing and do this because we have the power to. 
Like it's just it's just so blatantly manipulative. Yeah. What I am both like entertained and annoyed by is when they're both about to eat the berries and then Seneca comes over the thing and is like, wait, no, stop. And it sounds so clearly panicked and rushed and hurried that the President Snow in me is like, how dare you show emotion and right. let them know like, that they almost got you. you got to play it cool and be like, JK. You're like, no. Ah, just a little extra drama there at the end. You both just, won. Yeah, like do that. The fact that he like stepped in yeah. so abruptly. I, mean, I, I guess was like, Seneca, no. From an audience this standpoint. isn't going to work. It helped make it clear that they were like, oh. Fuck, they're right. We do need at least one winner because of that little yeah. speech President Snow had earlier. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of like how abruptly panicked he is. Although I, I think he would have gotten it from a, from a cool like JK. Especially because afterwards, you know, they do the thing where Katniss is talking to Hamish and she's like, "Yeah, well, I'm not exactly pleased with how it turned out either." And he's like, "No, this is serious. They are mad." Yeah. Yeah. So there's. This wasn't very developed in the movie, but there's clearly, like, the love triangle between Katniss and Peeta and Gale mm-hmm. that I assume happens a little bit more in the future books. Yeah, they are teams. Team Gale, Team Peeta, which was a carryover from the Twilight thing. I don't care about either of them enough to have a team. <laughs> Jacob's a better person. I believe Edward that. is better for Bella. You know what? Sure. Team Jacob. No, not for with <laughs> Bella. <laughs> Just in, just in general? Just in general, yeah, I prefer Jacob. Jacob yes. But it's it's about who should Bella choose. And Bella belongs with Edward. Just no one. Bella should just move away. I was upset because my two favorite characters get, like, no mention, no talk, no screen time. Very little. They technically do have screen time, but not a lot in the Twilight series. And I'm like, this is rough. <laughs> I wish one of my favorite characters was, like, one of the main ones. <laughs> that would be helpful. <laughs> this, is, this is the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> He's just better. He is. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of Gale, but I don't know. They seemed they seemed like they could be good for each other. Can I what is the me can cut this if we decide it's too much of a spoiler if mm-hmm. people first know well this is a pop culture thing where we assume everyone has seen the movies. But at the end of the third book, when Katniss makes her choice, it's PETA, and her line is like, I'm the girl on fire. Like, Gale makes me fiery, but I have enough fire on my own that Peta calms me down. So Peta's like water, and Gale's like fire. And I resp- I think that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Peta, like, It used chill. to bug me at the end of the book, because how I read it and interpreted it wasn't even that she, like, loved Peta. It was more like, this is convenient, he's a good person, this is the way it should be. And I'm like, no, Katniss, you deserve better than that. You shouldn't have to settle. I do believe that they had, like, a genuine, like, they they did care for each other. And I'm Team Peter for sure. Especially because Gail got very trigger-happy at the yeah. end. And that was hinted at mildly just in the beginning of the book, you know, when he was like, could you kill a person or something? She's like, if I have to. I don't remember the book, the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, and he said something like, it's all the same. And I get that you're talking about it in context of this game where you have to survive and only one will win, and presumably you have to kill people to do it. But that comment right there of, like, it's all the same just builds. He becomes very trigger-happy, and I don't like it. Okay. I think I think Katniss does come to love Peta, but also, this is fine. He's good for me. Feels like a choice Katniss would make. Yeah. 
So I was, I was annoyed that it didn't seem like there was true love. That's reasonable. Which is what I want. I don't know. I like PETA. I like PETA. He's, he's a good noodle. He's, he's a cinnamon roll. <laughs> is he more of a noodle or a cinnamon roll? Why he's a good noodle. Cinnamon noodle. Cinnamon noodle. You can't do that when one of the characters is named Cinna. It doesn't work. Oh, I forgot about that. He's a noodle roll. I don't like that. I, I do. That's that makes it sound like someone just took spaghetti and made it a ball and is like a noodle roll and then just bites into it i'm gonna make that a thing on quest friends now <laughs> noodle roll All yeah right. so spoiler she ends up with pita thanks um, yeah now i don't have to i mean it's like no watch the second <laughs> i pulled it out last night so i was like it does feel a little bit like the romance teams are just to ride on the wave of what Twilight did. I don't know when I don't know when it was written in relation to when so I don't want to say that like they wrote that because Twilight did this or if no. it was just another thing where there was a love I think triangle. it was going to be there regardless. I think the fact that it came so fresh off the heels it. of Twilight where it was a big love triangle. Okay. Yeah, just amplified it. And made it that much more of the focus of like first there was Team Edward or Team Jacob and now it's Team Peta or Team Gail and I'm like shut up, there's only yeah. one clear answer. It's Peta. <laughs> Although in the book she does spend more time with Gail, so mm-hmm. if you have read the books, I can see why the choice might be a little bit harder. But yeah. still, Peta, I love him. Also, it wouldn't be catching up, David, if we didn't talk about the fashion for a minute. Yeah, yeah. That always seems to come up. I liked how easy it was to tell, like, the wealthy people from the capital from the district people. Just, like, the bright colors versus the muted colors. Everyone's hair is dyed a different weird color. This is, like, mild capital style, too. Like, people literally get, like, surgical stuff, so then they have, like, spots on them, so they look, like, leopardish. Okay. This is just, like... Some people play dress up to look different and weird. <laughs> like, some like look like it came out of the Willy Wonka factory. And yes, that's, that's about it. And that's okay, but this is not real capital fashion. Okay. No. All right. It gets even better slash worse depending on your viewpoint. <laughs> I I kind of I was a little bit surprised that everyone was so impressed by the fire outfits. Like with all the technology they seem to have in the capital, it seemed like that would be a thing that. I think it was more that so often from the coal mining district, people, I don't think she says this in the book, are just, like, dressed in coal. Or even if they try to make it, like, sexy and cool, it's just weird. Like, they had, like, soot-covered people who barely had any clothing on, but it was just like, no, don't do that. Or, you know, miners and trying to have, like, a sexy miner costume to, like, stand out and look different. But I just don't think they'd ever gone for the fire aspect. So I don't know if it's, like, this is technology we haven't seen before. It's more like, oh, my God, District 12 did something cool. In the book, it's the whole outfit also. Yeah. It, like, starts and then burns away the outfit to reveal, like, a diamond-y type substance. Yeah. Yeah. It's way cooler. Yeah, it's, it's way cooler in the book. Okay. I did I did sort of like the I guess like the decadence of everybody's fashion in the yeah. capital. It's so gaudy and there's like so much makeup and everything. It really feels like it fits with like we're so 
dystopian that we need to watch kids kill each other. <laughs> like we're just we looking, weirdly. we're just looking for some. We want to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> Hunger Games. We want to feel, feel something. something. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how because I feel like with with the adults wearing it, I'm just like, you look silly. But when they showed, like, the kids running around, which is meant to be, you know, like, this isn't good. Children are just like, haha, Hunger Games. I can pretend to stab my sister. And it's, like, a good thing. Although I'm sure everyone does that at some point. But I, I liked the, the kids' costumes. Not costumes, just their outfits. I thought it was fun. Like, the yeah. boy had, like, very curly pink hair that, again, looked... Was it pink? No. I think I thought it was like a sandy blonde. Oh, no, yeah, that I think was. was I'm thinking I think of something just else. In but, very smart knickers or something. Yeah, I liked it. It was a fun look for the youths. And then you become an adult and you should stop. <laughs> also, it was fun that they mentioned very briefly, like, cutting her tongue out as, like, a punishment. Yeah. Because they do that in the capital. There are people who they have their tongues mm-hmm. cut out and they're, like, servants. Something else that I guess I was a little bit confused by were, like, the dogs. Like, this, like, a lot of the technology in the arena, like, when the dogs, sort of, the, the game master people are like, let's make some dogs here. And yeah. then the dogs appear. Yeah. But, like, what what are they? They're, they're <laughs> mutts. They have a specific name that has mutt in the title, but I don't know. But they're specifically just to go after the victors. And just meant to be more torture. Like, another thing, like, when they threw the fireballs at but Katniss. how did they just appear? This is because future technology the that they can just do. has the resources to make these elaborate arenas Magic. and summon up yeah. dogs from nowhere, but yeah. not to help districts 8 through 12. I'll give it to them that they're, like, in a specific arena that they built so they can be with their fancy schmancy technology be like, but just drop has, a like, dog in there. Game to hunt and stuff. Yeah, it's a freaking big arena. But, like, did they create the game to hunt? The squirrels and the fish and the plants Probably. and the mushrooms and the berries? Yeah, I think so. And then all those weapons in the cornucopia, they were nice weapons. They were nice weapons. You could, use, you could use those resources for yeah. other means. Not that, like, that makes it less believable. <laughs> a small amount of people <laughs> hoarding an obscene amount of wealth and resources and not distributing it equally two places in need. Doesn't have it makes it more And I kind of wish someone pointed it out yeah. in, the, in the movie. Yeah. Slash book. Yeah. We should probably talk a little bit more about the class warfare aspect of it. Because, like, not only is it, like, the rich punishing the poor for rising up against them 74 years ago or yeah. whatever. Like, they should really just get over it. Or, like, Never. find some other find some other way to, like, make amends so they're just That's what they're I'm murdering their children. But, like, even among the districts, there's, like, the middle class, kind of, like, where the careers come from, mm. where they've got the resources to train their whole lives for the Hunger Games, and the poorer outlying districts just kind of, they don't have any of that training. They just kind of get picked and go into it. And have to put their name in more times for resources. Yeah. And, and like Hallie said, like the rich have all the technology and the money. They could just like make everybody's lives better. Yeah. But instead they exploit them for their labor and punish them for and something that happened generations ago. kill them every year. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. It's not, it's not great, Bob. No. It's, it's, there. it's not great. Is there... 
in the books do they ever talk about like the first Hunger Games or like do they? I don't know. I would be really interested in like the original rebellion or like seeing what happened and then like I... like what was society like before the rebellion now that we're 74 years later or whatever like yeah. how have things changed i i think you could get away with having one hunger games as like a single like you need to be punished for your rebellion but 74 years later you're still doing it is where i get like this is still working for you yeah it's it's yeah, I do sort of understand where you're coming from as far as, like, sometimes with dystopias, it does feel like, how did we get to this point? How did how did it all go wrong? But again, here we are in 2019. Right. And everything is bad. Everything is Every single bad. thing is pretty bad. So yeah. I, I, I guess I don't really have... This isn't the beginning, the beginning, but Suzanne Collins, the author of it, has a prequel coming out called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which takes oh, place 64 that. years before mm-hmm. the events of the Hunger Games, starting on the morning of the reaping of the 10th Hunger Games. It comes out May 19th, 2020. So, a so, bit closer. I'm actually, I might, to find I out. might pick that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read it. Interested. I'm yeah. like, sure, tell me. I It'll be know. fun. Okay. Because maybe it was meant to be like, this is a 10-year thing, and then they hit year 10, and they're like, kind of fun watching this. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? Screw that. We keep going. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. I could, I could sort of see how the tradition would continue. Like, you do it you do it once, and it was successful. People Didn't rebel it. for a year? Yeah, people didn't <laughs> like... rebel. And, like, you know, you're still, as the capital, like, you're still upset about whoever I don't like did people die in the rebellion I don't even know oh, but like I, 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 I sort of assume that they did or like you're still mad about them rebelling and like you did this thing and it kept things quiet so maybe we do it again and then and they like, come up with quarter quells so every 25 yeah. years there's a new different way to shake it up Okay. Enter the second movie at the seventy-fifth annual Hunger Games. Yeah, but no, they plan to go the, to do this for a while because they mentioned at the beginning of that one that like at the first I think Hunger Games or very early on they wrote down different ideas for the quarter quell, yeah. put it in a box, oh, yeah. and then they open that up later. It's good so, to have a plan. It's good to have a plan. So they knew <laughs> at the very beginning they're like, yeah, we're gonna keep this death match going. For at least 100 years. Yeah. What else should we talk about? I don't know. But I play this strategy game called Crusader Kings. Okay. Where you are a duke or a king or or whatever. And sometimes people rebel because you're like a medieval tyrant. How dare they? And when my little people rebel against me, I absolutely hold it against them for the rest of their lives. (laughs) And also against their king for the rest of their lives. So I can kind of see where the harsh rebellion, like the harsh <laughs> tyranny is coming from. You were just going to hold on to that? Like, <laughs> Not share that? And then like, actually, I've been quelling rebellions <laughs> violently in my spare time. We'll see. For many years. When, is that the Steve Rogers one? What? Is that the Steve Rogers game? Yeah, that was, there was, I played a different, I played a, a role-playing game that used a Game of Thrones system where people kept also rebelling. Also Crusader Kings? No, Crusader oh. Kings was a video game and that was a role-playing game. Uh, 
but in the in the video game, I often will like you can release prisoners or like make them pay for their ransom or whatever. But if you do that with someone who has rebelled against you, they will just do it again. So I keep them in my prison until they die. I take away as many of their things as I can. Like they're nice titles. And it becomes mine, so I make sure that I have enough crown power to be able to do that, because if you don't, the council will be like, that's a bit much. And I'm like, fuck you, you don't have any power because I am king or duke or whatever here. (laughs) But there are also penalties so that if you just keep banishing people and taking away their things without, like, a just cause for doing so, like they rebelled against you, you do get, like, minus points from everybody they're like wow you're kind of terrible you're a tyrant and then more people rebel against you until it becomes too much for you to handle so there are there are checks and balances in the game so you can't just do whatever you want you gotta take notes and do it like president snow does i was i was doing it like president snow did before president snow did them (laughs) (laughs) snow did that was a good sentence you do words good i do the words So what I'm saying is, I'm thinking about, like, would the Hunger Games in Crusader Kings be an effective way to quell my populace? And I still think no, because I think I would just have too many negatives and everybody would band together. And I wouldn't have the resources on my own to trample them. Well, it said Game Master. And you didn't mention the Game Master role specifically, and so I didn't know if that was something you had skipped over. What's happening? I didn't know what his name was. I was tuning you out completely. That's... I don't care. (laughs) Seneca Crane! Yeah, I didn't realize that was his name. He's the guy with the crazy beard. He's the guy with the crazy beard. (laughs) I would play a Hunger Games roleplay. Like, like if you made a role play, with like, like, where like there can only be one winner. Like, if it's you explicitly me. went in letting players know your character may die, will probably die because it is designed for just one of you to to like survive. I would roll a dice. That. Which district are you from? Yeah, kid? I would. I would go into that. I would do that. That would be fun. Where, where you were somebody participating in yeah. the Hunger Games or the DM, whichever. It would be fun regardless. And here I am thinking, it's okay because I know this is a game and that it's not real life. And then I'm like, oh, but in the, within the world, they're like, it's a game! And it is clearly real life because they're taking real people against their will to do it. But it so has to be sensitized into a game. Exactly I'm, you have, you have some You have some logic. <laughs> I still think I'm right. No. I still think <laughs> I'm right. The Hunger Games just confuses me and unsettles me. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But I do a role play. <laughs> That's how it That's how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> the role play, then they animate into a TV show. And then they get real people. And then they're like, hey, what if they weren't actors? What if this was on Netflix? <laughs> there you go. Baby steps. You don't start out being like, Until it just they becomes... die. Let's watch people <laughs> actively be murdered. Becomes Dink and Rampa free. Yeah. Which is also a murder a game. game. It's a murder game. That started as a game. I really <laughs> like that I mentioned the thing you enjoy to hopefully somewhat ruin things for you. And to drive my point home. But that's just another world where that's okay. And the Dink and Rampa world is very extra. Very extra is how you can best describe Danganronpa. Is our world not very extra? I, again, I want to say no. I want to say this doesn't translate 
to real world, but we have so many bad things. We're at that the beginning of the horrible. God, no. I hope not. Oh, but God. Just saying, we could be like five years BHG before Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> I could see things getting Hunger Games pretty fast. Yeah. Look at how quickly those children in Lord of the Flies were just like, death is the answer. Let's murder this piggy child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can it can turn on a dime. So are you saying that you side with my opinion that a real world Hunger Games would happen? Or are you siding with Hallie, who's like, no, we're a little too far removed from that. You gotta pick a side. I don't know. I think a lot of things would have to change for like... A television network to be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're coming from. But, but like in this age now, there's like think of how many. This is not quite the same thing, and this is not saying that like self-publishing your own work is synonymous with. <laughs> I really <laughs> excited to see how these two mean, like, connect. No, but I mean like before, there was so much access and internet and everything. You you couldn't really like just have your own TV show. You had to, like, go through all the steps of doing it. You had to, like, come up with a thing. You had to pitch it to a network and do all this stuff. And now that there is so much technology, you can just have a YouTube show before... I don't know why the books were mentioned. Can you imagine? Do you want to be on my YouTube show? Like, what's it about? You'll find out. It's Bear Grylls, but more fun. Um... (laughs) So, like, I just mean how, like, people have so much more access to, like, making their own YouTube videos or selling their own artwork and content on websites and publishing, self-publishing books that, like, you don't need a studio anymore. (laughs) You guys are still laughing. This is stepping like, back in the old days, (laughs) network (laughs) control, then Etsy came along. (laughs) Now, the Hunger Games. Etsy is the reason <laughs> the Hunger Games will happen. <laughs> the advancements in technology, which led to things such as Etsy. I'm just saying there are fewer steps that you have to go through. Now, if I wanted, I could just be like, yeah, I'm going to have a live stream where I just kill a man every day. <laughs> and people will be like, wow, great show. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> Try to figure out what's happening. <laughs> Through all the screaming. So I'm like again. I'm not saying that like tomorrow it's just <laughs> going to happen. I just mean that I think society is messed up enough <laughs> that it could. And if you take today's technology, it's a real thing that could that could happen. Thanks, Etsy. Thanks, Etsy. <laughs> You're not. You're not wrong. I just I think I'm there's a I think there's a lot more steps. Again, not happening like tomorrow. <laughs> Obviously, they had to like go through a whole rebellion before they got to the Hunger Games. Yeah. But or like that movie that was gonna come out and then didn't, where uh, they hunt people. People hunt people. Seems like some crazy thing really messed up billionaires would do. Like. 
That's a thing that's already probably, it's, it's in a movie for now. It's a short story. The most dangerous game. Yeah. Yeah. And then that movie, bec- or that book becomes a movie. And then the movie becomes like, hey, you know how we made escape rooms of our <laughs> Let's do this too. And then because class warfare, you pay the poor people to be like, you want a shot at winning this game? Be the last to survive. We already have the army. Yeah. So, like... This is the army! Next level. (laughs) Because of Etsy. (laughs) This is what the army becomes. (laughs) Yeah, that all tracks. (laughs) It does. Kristen, you've sold like a bad conspiracy theorist who's like chemtrails the hunger games you got so. your, your chalkboard with all your strings. yeah and i got my my tinfoil hat yeah i want to believe why you want to believe it's the x-files oh i've never seen the x-files but you were just like i like my theories so much that i want it to be real no you're just a bad person who doesn't know pop culture. That's David's job to be yelled at. And yet, here you are. And on the You didn't end. know Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's because I'm a youth. That's true. You are that unfortunately tracks because... But they still have... They have like a whole Nickelodeon game show channel now, don't they? They do, and it's yeah. great. And they yeah, have... but I'm so flooded with content yeah. that I don't watch anything That's anymore. That's fair. But... If you want to know about the greatest game show of all time that isn't Supermarket Sweep. God, I love Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> that one sounds familiar. You just, you just, you just, is it you try to have the most expensive cart? Yeah, you just like okay. dump a bunch of hams in your, yeah, in your shopping like, cart. These cost the most. I want to do that. Yeah, well, it, that's the whole, that's the whole thing is you run around in a supermarket and like some things will be bonus like if you grind your own coffee like that'll be like an extra five hundred dollars or whatever but you run around and you put all sorts of expensive stuff in your cart and then at the end you get your cart total up against everyone else's and whoever gets the most you get like that value in money or whatever yeah that's that's the show it's a okay. good time. It's, it's really fun watching people just stick their arms out just, and wave the entire aisle things. Be like, this is a lot of cereal, and cereal's not very expensive, so maybe no. I should put all these boxes of cereal yeah. back and instead go to the Do meat. you have to put them back, or can you literally just like rip it out of your cart and I throw think, it God knows where? If you wanted, you could just pick up the cart, dump it, and then keep going. I would do that just to do it. Yeah, it, it, just to what's, like what's stopping you to get just the experience of like flipping a cart over and dumping everything out. When you're gonna do that? Anytime you go to the grocery store. <laughs> Watch out, Meyer. <laughs> In Harry Potter, one of the like l- lower tier brooms is the clean sweep. Yes. And every time they reference the clean sweep in Harry Potter, I just thought of supermarket sweep. Yeah. That's my story. Okay. <laughs> Good 90s, yeah. 90s game shows. They okay. don't make them like they used to. No, they do not. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Is there anything else? Is it time for the next episode? I think it's time for the next episode. Okay. So, the next episode. <laughs> yes. In order to determine who is the finest leader of them all, the nations of the known world come together to have a dance contest. To the death. 
cruel Emperor Jehoshaphat is the worst dancer of them all, but his lackeys, afraid of his wrath, insist he's fantastic, a real old-world Fred Astaire. It's clear to everyone he's going to lose, but he bumbles on, oblivious, until a small child lets him know just how awful he is. Seeing the truth for the first time, Jehoshaphat breaks down and lets the boy and his feisty llama companion teach him the fine art of the groove. That's right, next time we have Disney's The Emperor's New Groove, a movie I clearly know everything about. <laughs> so tune in next time, and thank you for listening to Catching Up David. Goodbye, Thanks. Kristen. Bye. Goodbye, Hallie. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>